0: From the Allen Media Worldwide Headquarters Studios, high atop Turtle Creek Village, this is Deconstructing Dallas. Greetings, everyone. It's your host, Ryan Trimble. Coming to you live on bright, bright December day. Joined, of course, by the holliest, jolliest, dare I say the most wonderful co-host of all. He, of course, Sean P. Williams.
1: Sean, good day, sir. Good day, Ryan Trimble. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas at all. Right off the top, and I'm sure, you know, I've probably asked you this <laughs> three, if not four times over the course of six seasons. Favorite Christmas movie? Holiday movie?
0: Favorite holiday oh, movie? Okay. Favorite holiday movie? I mean, Christmas Vacation is probably number one for me still. holding Strong. Okay. Clark Griswold. Okay. And you? Uh, elf. You're an, and I'll elf. tell you what. Elf is climbing in the Trimble household very steadily. We went to Alamo Draft House for an elf party. When?
1: A couple weeks ago. Oh, well, man like the weekend I before i you did not tell me this. I know. I am
0: well, you on say, the air. I, you It's going
1: have... it to be a throwdown
0: when we get off of this. <laughs> The podcast recording. Well, you think if you think I had anything to do with planning and in our household. I don't think you had yeah,
1: anything to do with yeah. planning. So
0: Miss Trimble Sean is mad at you for not calling me.
1: Well, no, I'm blaming you because <laughs> okay. she probably meant to call me. Yeah. In some kind of way, you got in the way. We I don't did, know how. Tabitha and
0: I got picked for a rapping competition Please. before the show. They had scratch and sniff different things throughout the movie. They had uh Flush snowballs for the snowball fight scene. Really? Do you feel like thanks, you're making Alamo. this better? I'm making myself. Yeah, I feel like it's,
1: you're making it much, much worse. Thanks to our friends at Elmo <laughs> for the great time. My favorite movie theater, but that's okay too. Yeah, like, okay. don't add that into the mix right. either. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. <sighs> favorite holiday song? You know, we, we were just went about through this the other day. There are many. Um,
0: you know. I've got great nostalgia for There's No Place Like Home for the Holidays, the Perry Como songs mm-hmm, that remind mm-hmm. me of driving all over God's green earth for as a kid with my dad driving us to Phoenix and Denver and all across the great
1: American Southwest. You? Uh, this Christmas, Donny Hathaway yes. is numero uno. Um, with, you know, a shout-out to the Chris Brown version. But, uh, man, no. there's something about that. There's like a drum. If you listen to this Christmas, there's a drum beat in the background that's usually slightly off. It's like not right on beat. And yeah, and it just, (laughs) for some reason, I'm always drawn to that. But yeah, I I think about being at home and listening to that on our huge, humongous hi fi system that we had in our living room. That I tell the judge all the time, she doesn't believe me. My mom, sometimes says she does remember it didn't go off for about 15 years like the radio stayed uh-huh. on and at night instead of turning it <laughs> off we just turned it down real low it was always on k104 but during it the holidays on. it was always on but during the holidays it was always I mean, this how christmas, we were down too
0: there, man you know i was laughing with my uncle about it. have you seen the video for um
1: last christmas the wham the music oh, video yeah, yeah at yeah, the
0: ski yeah, lodge yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. man very underrated um, documentary on Netflix, the Wham documentary. Okay. okay. And We're they talk about that, too. <laughs> yeah. So that's what it made me think about, just how over the time. <laughs> <laughs> so wild. So wild. So uh, speaking of, of of wild, speaking of holidays, the Allen Media Holiday Party happened last week. Um, very, very ha- holiday happy hour. Very, yeah. very good time.
0: Great turnout, super fun. Thanks to everybody who was able to come on by and enjoy the festivities with us. Um, you know, our, our list is growing, and we would, you know, if you didn't make it, or even worse, if you didn't get the invite, make sure to
1: lock it in for this next year. Yeah, unlike my co-host, I'm gonna invite everybody <laughs> to come. I'm gonna tell you that you can visit allenmedia.com, click on contact. And there is a form that you can fill out. You can give us your name. You can give us your information, and we will add you to our um, email list. Um, you will get our newsletter, and we'll make sure that next year you are invited to a to our holiday party and uh, drink. The drinks will be on me. So just tell them Sean Williams sent you in <laughs> in twenty twenty four, and um, yeah, drinks on me. Man, great stuff! Great stuff, Sean.
0: I, I did want to say thank you for indulging me. I, you know, I don't know if our listeners know or not, but I am a bit of an SMU fan as an alum. Uh, you know, maybe I uh, inundate you with a little too much SMU stuff from time to there, time. There
1: is no way not for our local school, not for my number two um, choice in college rooting. Um, definitely, never too much. And at the time of the recording of our next interview, that that you'll. Um, enlighten our listeners on at the time of the recording, we did not know the outcome of the SMU um, conference championship game.
0: That's right. SMU took on uh, the Tulane green wave, the defending champs of the American athletic conference, man, they, they rolled into new Orleans uh, and just took them out. It was a dominating defensive performance. Kevin Jennings, South Oak cliff zone, he, the guy's a champion. He stepped up in a, you know, he, he's he been their backup all year, and man, guy looked as cool as the other side of the pillow. Um, got, him, got him over the top and uh, secured the first SMU conference championship in four decades.
1: Well, I was having to depend on, like, text messages and <laughs> updates because, unfortunately, we do not have ABC at our home right now uh, due to a dispute between <laughs> cable giants and uh, distribution channels, or however that works, but I was glad to eventually see the final score. Congratulations to you! Uh, congratulations, obviously, to the kids who put in so much time, the coaches, to our next guest. Uh, there's a lot of credit to go around and a lot of excitement to share for that that championship. Speaking of sock, though, South Hill Cliffs on sock as of time of recording will be going for their third state championship in a row. So shout out to the Golden Bears.
0: That's right. That's right. But yes, Sean, uh, one of the gentlemen uh, that's at the helm of SMU's return to championship level performance uh, is our guest today. He, of course, Rick Hart, the athletic director at SMU.
1: It was a great, great conversation we had. And, you know, both of us being sports nerds, you know, it's interesting to pull the covers back on that one, pull the curtain back on that one and really hear about, you know coaching decisions and hiring and what all this means you know the transfer portal has changed so much with college football and college athletics and so um, I think we're um, ready to, to get into this next interview
0: yeah and of course conference realignment we keep we'd be remiss if we didn't tease that so uh, stick with us through the break we'll be right back with SMU Athletics Director Rick Hart this is Deconstructing Dallas Ryan Trimble Sean Williams we'll be right back Welcome back, deconstructing Dallas. Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Sean, I don't know if you know this or not, but this episode is, uh, you know, pretty special, pretty close to my
1: heart. You don't say.
0: Uh, uh, yes, uh, it's, uh, you know, you may know that I bleed red and blue uh, through and through, um, and so I'm very excited to welcome uh, SMU's Director of Athletics. He, of course, Rick Hart. Rick, thanks for finding time for us.
2: Well, thank you. Look forward to our conversation. And, uh, yeah, Ryan, I know um, I know you bleed red and blue, and I love it. And we appreciate your advocacy. And, Sean, it's a pleasure to get, get to be with you today as well and talk about the SMU Mustangs.
0: Yes, and Sean's a good uh, – he's he's adopted us as his second I mean. team. He's, he's all in. He's got a Dallas hat. He's ready to go. So, um, well, now, Rick – you know, I, I've known you since you took over the reins, uh, you know, a little over a decade ago and and have really enjoyed getting to know you and seeing all your hard work. But for uh, for our listeners who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, first of all, just kind of knew early I wanted to be in college athletics. Love the fact that it combines education and athletics, um, gives opportunities for Young people, you know, to really combine those two things um, in a meaningful way and then has the opportunity to engage a community, create memories, lifelong friendships and relationships. So was drawn to it from an early age and, and knew I wanted to have a career in college athletics. was fortunate to work at my alma mater at the University of North Carolina out of college and then uh, went to the University of Oklahoma For seven years, had a great experience at OU and in Norman. Both of our children were born in Norman, Oklahoma. Had an opportunity to move to Chattanooga, Tennessee in 2006 to become an athletics director and was really fortunate to be hired by an incredible chancellor, Roger Brown, um, and was able to go in there and really learn a lot and um, do it together with a great group of people. And then in 2012, had the opportunity to come to SMU and to Dallas. Um, So my really, my kids grew up here. It's home. Uh, My son graduated from SMU, I guess, a year and a half ago. My daughter's a junior, so I'm also an SMU parent. Uh, And in my 12th year here on the Hilltop.
1: So Rick, can you talk about what um, the athletic program was like when you arrived at SMU and kind of Um, some of the the direction that you had kind of initially laid out when you got there.
2: Absolutely. You know, again, when we learned of the opportunity at SMU, um, you know, my wife and I talked about when we were in Norman, we would come to Dallas quite a bit and always enjoyed it. Thought it would be a great place to live, raise our family. And then as it related to the university, you know, I knew that President Turner was very involved um, and knowledgeable about athletics relative to, Presidents throughout the country. Um, Several people that I admire um, had interacted with him on various committees and and projects. Um, So I I thought there'd be an investment. You know, we sensed that SMU from an athletics perspective was on the rise, so to speak, and gaining some momentum um, and headed in a positive direction. So, you know, all those things were attractive. And then, you know, I think when we got here to learn, you know, that those things were true and that, you know, that the university, the leadership, the trustees, the community, um, you know, was interested in taking the next step and continuing on that trajectory to develop an athletics program that could be on par with the quality of the institution. And so to, again, have been be able to be a part of that for now 12 years, because those things take time and, um, you know, and, and they take, again, a community uh, of people, alumni, donors. Um, and so it's been pretty powerful to just be a part of that journey and, uh, and to be a part of that collection of people who, who've been able to elevate our program now to where we are today.
0: Yeah. You know, Rick, uh, my senior year, I got to intern over at the old Moody for Brad Sutton, my my good friend, Brad Sutton, uh, you know, in the annals of the old stadium. And then more recently, Got a chance to take, uh, you know, my kiddos to a soccer game, both men's and women's soccer games at Washburn Stadium. So I know facilities have been a huge part of your focus during your time. Uh, You know, can you share about the significance and and the impact of the facilities upgrades for athletics at SMU?
2: Absolutely. There's so many things you have to invest in, you know, when you're pursuing, you know, a championship experience for student athletes, fans. Um, a championship program, but facilities, among the other things that you're doing, are the most tangible, visible sign of investment. Um, And so when you talk about how you move the needle relative to recruiting, and that's recruitment of staff and coaches as well as student athletes, um, you know, retention, preparation, training, uh, and then perception and, and brand. Uh, facilities is going to drive a lot of that. And so, you know, for us to, again, have the benefit of so many generous and loyal alums and donors and community members, we were able to invest a quarter of a billion dollars in our facility infrastructure over the last decade, which really impacts all of our sports. And again, sends a message to, you know, everyone I mentioned that That we're serious about this. We're investing in it. It's important to us. We want to, we want to be excellent in it. And, um, and to do that the way we've done it, where we haven't taken on debt, we haven't been able to just utilize, um, you know, those revenues that come through a conference to do those things. Uh, it's been people who believe in our vision at the direction of the program, the impact we have on the student athletes we serve. And so, again, it's, it's incredibly powerful. And it was a big part of the story we had to tell as we tried to um, articulate to individuals that, that we expect to compete at the highest level.
1: You know, Rick, my alma mater down College Station Way just completed a, a football coaching search. And I know, you know, whether it be football or women's basketball or soccer, you know, that's one of the most important things that an AD is going to do along with the other things that you mentioned. So can you share with us and our audience about what it's like for for you to go through a coaching search? Because I, I know you've had to do it quite a few times.
2: Yeah, thanks. And congrats, Sean, to your alma mater and to Ross uh, for for getting Coach Elko back. Um, I, I know you got to be excited about that. Pretty excited. <laughs> but, you know, those searches, head coaching searches, leadership searches, uh you know it's an inexact science um it's part science, part art uh you know you certainly are looking at qualifications, credentials um, you know all those things when you get to the the pool of individuals that you're considering, typically you know they're all gonna have a lot of those types of experiences or or things that they and you can point to from an x's and o's and a coaching perspective, but it really comes down. I think, to the, the art part of it, um, you know, in terms of yeah, people talk about fit. I know some people know what that means. Others maybe want to um, discard that. Um, but I really do think it's important. I think we've seen over time that, you know, leadership can be effective at one place and not another. Um, and uh, And so it really does matter. Is there an alignment of values? Is there an alignment around the vision for the program? What the strengths and weaknesses are, what the opportunities are, the timeline for success. Um, again, the, the collective effort it's going to take to pursue and achieve uh, championship level success. And at the end of the day, these are high pressure, um, unpredictable, um, scrutinized roles when you're talking about the role of a head coach. And, and really it really does cut across the sports. The intensity of that. Obviously is greater um, somewhere like Texas A&M when you're doing a football search, for instance, but but they're all leadership positions and they all provide opportunity or risk to the institution. Um, and so really, at the end of the day, you got to you got to learn and, and and do as much as you can to determine is the individual that you're placing in charge of that program, somebody who's going to be the same person, value the same things, operate the same way when the pressure's on. You know, no shortcuts, um, uh, you know, no compromising of, of values. Is, is that an individual that I can go back to back with? We're in it together. We're going to get through it together no matter the consequences. Um, and that we're going to have each other's back and, and be able to face that, that adversity because it's going to come whether it's right away or later. And uh, it's got to be somebody who you want to go through that with. And so that's what we've tried to do. Um, we're incredibly prepared. It is an all-consuming process when you, are, when you are looking to hire a head coach. It really is. Everything else for that period of time has to take a back seat because it's the most important decision you're going to make. and It's going to impact the institution more than likely for years to come, whether you get it right or wrong. This is Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams.
0: We're sitting down with SMU's athletic director, Rick Hart, catching up with him on a host of subjects. When we come back, we're going to discuss the ACC move, big move that just happened in conference realignment, and talk about uh, the upcoming big game in New Orleans this weekend for the Ponies. So stick with us through the break. Welcome back. Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. We're catching up with Rick Hart, the head of athletics at SMU. uh, Hi on the hilltop. Now, Rick, you know, when I started uh, at SMU, we were in the WAC. And then at one point it was big news. We made the transition to Conference USA. Uh, We spent about five minutes in the Big East, uh, you know, and then we all banded together in the American Athletic Conference. And so it has been a journey. uh, But finally, Finally, big news as of I believe it was September 1, SMU is back in a power conference, joining the ranks of the ACC. Uh, tell us what it's been like uh, and, and what the future holds.
2: Yeah, well, I was on some of that journey with you, Ryan, when I learned in Conference USA. We competed in Conference USA for a year uh, and we were transitioning to the Big East. I attended several Big East meetings before that um, unraveled. And as you said, we, we created the American athletic conference from scratch. Um, incredibly proud of, of, of that conference and, and the run we've, and what we created. Um, and now we move to the ACC. And before I, I transition to the ACC, I, I do want to just take a moment in the present. You know, we, um, again, we, we've enjoyed and been grateful for our time in the American, and, and this is our last season. And, um, you know, we're really peaking athletically. I'm I'm so proud of our coaches, our student athletes. We had an incredible spring last year, um, with a number of programs with Equestrian winning a national championship and, and women's golf dominating um the conference and into the NCAA tournament and women's rowing doing the same and and others. But and now here in the fall, uh volleyball is in the NCAA tournament after after winning a conference championship and, and top twenty RPI. Um you know, men's, men's soccer won another conference championship and, and hosted and advanced to the Sweet 16 in the NCAA tournament. Um, we've got football, uh, 8-0 in the league, 10-2 overall, uh, breaking some records and and competing for a championship at Tulane on Saturday with a chance to do something big. Uh, and So this fall, overall, our fall sports, including those three plus women's soccer and uh, cross-country, 38-4 and 2 was our conference record uh, this fall. So again I, I just you know I want to take a moment in the present to recognize those achievements and and this and the support and the success of those programs as we now as you said prepare to transition to the ACC this summer. Uh, it was September 1st. It's hard to believe it's been 3 months. It seems like on the one hand it seems like much much longer because of everything that's occurred in that three-month period. On the other hand, um, we've still got so much to do uh, that, you know, it, it seems like it's been a, a flash. But it was a big moment, Ryan, and it's another opportunity and why I love being in college, particularly here at SMU, because um, that, that was a community moment. Um, that was the institutional moment. It wasn't just an athletics moment. And it has resonated and will continue to resonate and impact so many people uh, and people like you, who, as you said, have been on this journey a long time, been yearning for the moment uh, for decades where we would return to the highest level, if you will, of college athletics. And so to, to again, be a, a part of the group and to be here at a time uh, when we can we can fulfill that long-term goal so many mustangs is just incredibly powerful and rewarding and uh it's really hard to describe um the feeling and the emotion and and again the the opportunities and benefits that are going to accrue to smu as a result of our membership in the acc
1: you you know rick for a sports nerd like myself you know one of my pastimes is always looking at future schedules and you know, with uh, just looking at at the ACC football schedule and the seven year scheduling model that's already been released, you know, I know it takes a lot of, of of thought. It takes a lot of time to to even go through the new matchups, the protected matchups, and so um, you know, as as you all and, and your colleagues and, and everyone involved is making those decisions, uh, how do you you know? reconcile you know attendance and growth and competition also what it's going to mean for your school as well
2: yeah well first you know we welcome um any individuals in the Dallas and North Texas area like you Sean who want to make SMU your second team cuz
1: already done that's a done deal
2: so you know we <laughs> want to the town team to as many residents as as possible whether you're you know a mustang or not as, as it relates to you know your affiliation and, and your degree uh I, you know move to the acc i think is going to pull in another level and layer of folks who want to see not just smu compete but again see us take the field and the court uh and so on against you know notre dame and north carolina and duke and kyle and stanford and miami and you know th- all of the brands and the programs across all the sports that really resonate if you're a college athletics fan, Uh, not to mention the ACC alumni who are in the area who now get a a chance to be a part of that. So, you know, I would anticipate um, that as we roll out as we're going to do here uh, in the next week, um, you know, season ticket renewals for 2024 football um, Weber, end zone complex premium seating which will come online next season and then later you know for men's and women's basketball and other sports that the response from the community is going to be incredibly strong that the interest is going to be elevated um, attendance engagement um, visitors you know to campus um, individuals who get to learn more about smu and all the great things that that happen here Again, academically, athletically, and then in, the, in Dallas, uh, the support of the mayor uh, has been huge as we continue to look to, you know, deepen our level of engagement uh, with the city of Dallas and, and all parts of the city of Dallas. And so, again, this is like it, it's it's an amplifier um, when when you can affiliate with these programs and people. It takes what again I'm proud of, and we've been able to do in the last decade or so. And now we get to amplify that, and and really, I think deepen it and broaden it in a really impactful way.
0: Yeah, it, it it's really great, and you know, now we're in the club. But I know, at everybody's, you know, everybody doesn't just want to be in the club. We want to compete and win and be, you know, first in the club. So, what's the what's the roadmap look like for you know competing and ex- excelling at this next level?
2: Absolutely right. You know, we're not there for just to hang out we want to compete we said that to the ACC uh i think they believe us they were incredibly impressed when they visited campus a month or so ago and got to see and feel and touch everything um as i told them i'm so so excited for them to learn everything about SMU that we haven't been able to share with them yet um but it will there is a process and and again i'll go back to the american because relatively speaking you know we had to do the same thing in this league and I do think some of that is going to take time. And I don't mean to say that to suggest that there's a long wait. But I think we have to be realistic about, you know, on the one hand, we are competing nationally across many of our sports right now. Um, and so that's that reason for optimism in terms of our ability to compete in the ACC. Um, on the other hand, I'm not naive about the fact that we've watched three of our better Football teams from the American, you know, in their first season in the Big Twelve Conference, and and you know, um, they've they've struggled at times, uh, you know, with that with that transition, and so we have to, you know, be mindful about and be realistic about again what that might look like um, in the short term, but but we got to continue to invest, uh, Ryan, and 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 that's where you, you you saw where in the first seven days we raised over a hundred million dollars uh, to get started. In that effort, we have a goal that, you know, through next week to raise another $25 million, which would give us $125 million, uh, to help support the one-time transitional costs as well as the first five years operationally as we go into the ACC. Because we've got to be able to position our coaches and our student-athletes on a level playing field relative to their experience and, and what's happening at, at now their peer institutions, which used to be in the American and now are in the ACC. And so we've got it's a very data-driven process. We're working with our coaches uh, and all of our staff to identify what are our priority areas that are going to really move the needle um, as it relates to competitiveness. And, uh, and then we're going to have to continue to invite the entire SMU community, uh, you know, anywhere from whether you can give $100 or, you know, $100,000 or, or more Um, We need everybody to participate um, in that effort so that, you know, we can have the type of impact we want and compete as quickly as possible in the ACC.
1: Rick, you talked about the mayor and the mayor support um, of SMU and SMU athletics. And so I I really want to get your take on what all this does mean for Dallas. Um, And, you know, I know you talked about alumni in the area, but just an overall impact as you see it for Dallas.
2: Yeah, well, you know, the mayor's a friend, and um, and he and his family, you know, they're here as often as they can be. It's genuine as it relates to, you know, his belief and his investment in SMU athletics uh, and the connection to the city and how we can elevate Dallas and Dallas can elevate SMU. It's a symbiotic relationship. and um, And he texts me a lot, and as he has said, I think he might have been the first one to suggest to me that our move to the ACC is, a, is, in fact, a community moment and a civic moment and not just something that's going to impact the university and the athletics program because he can see in, uh, better than I can, again, how the, the ACC's presence, the presence of those schools and that brand in the city of Dallas with SMU being the only uh, Division One FBS program in Dallas and how that affiliation is going to is going to resonate, and as I said before, I think amplifies some of the benefits that we feel um, SMU can bring to Dallas and vice versa. So we'll you know we'll see how it plays out and, and the opportunities that that brings. I think some of them we can anticipate, others of them we may not even be able to you know to, to envision right now, but we'll continue to partner together because he'll have ideas and see things and think of things that we don't and vice versa. and so that's why it's a great partnership. Um, because uh, you know he really is invested, in, and it's important to him. And and I think we both understand that uh, the better and the healthier and the stronger we each are, the the better it is for for everybody. Rick,
0: you were talking about the present in our first uh, first segment. I want to bring it back to the present. We've got a big one this weekend with the the Mustangs heading to Tulane for the AAC Championship football game. Uh, what what's the mood heading into the weekend?
2: Oh, it's it's fantastic uh, you know, it's I think because I'm immersed in it, uh, sometimes I, I you know, it's not until I I kind of pop my head around and get get outside of, of the immediacy of it that I realize um the magnitude of the moment in terms of perhaps the you know, the biggest football game in four decades, the opportunity to bring a championship to Dallas and to SMU. Um you know, again, it goes back to facilities. Trophies are a tangible, visible sign of accomplishment and success and results. And and I we I, we want that trophy, and and our guys want those rings. And um, I think the good thing about it is, though, so that that's the external part of it that that I that I'm experiencing and sensing and feeling. The internal part of it is, it's an, it's our it's our thirteenth game, and our guys, you know, are approaching it the way that they've approached the last twelve. Uh, we've won eight in a row and really in dominating fashion, to be candid. And, um, you know, we think we have a complete team, uh, all three phases. Uh, and those are the types of teams that typically are positioned to, to bring bring home championships. And so internally, um, there's a, there's just like a, it, it's another game. Um, that I don't think, I haven't sensed anything that the moment is going to be too big for anybody or that, that that we should expect anything other than the type of performance that we've seen all season long. And so that excites me. And, um, and I know we have a lot of confidence that our guys are going to be able to go into a place, you know, which Tulane, by the way, I mean, they've been one of the winningest programs in college football over the last two years. They've been here before they've done it. We haven't. So I, everything I said is, is not to suggest at all that we, that we, uh, are taking Tulane lightly or expect to go in there and, and just come away with a victory. We know we're going to have to fight for it and, um, and earn it. But, but again, I believe in our guys and our coaches and I'm looking forward to seeing what happens on Saturday.
1: Well, Rick, these, these truly are exciting times on the Hilltop and we're super excited to have you. This is something we've looked forward to for a while. And so for our listeners who are as energized as we are, how can they find out more about SMU athletics? Yeah, well,
2: first, now that you've had me, I don't know if that anticipation is going to dwindle. Uh, this may be a one and done, uh, you know, set up for disappointment. But uh, I really did I, I enjoyed it. Again, I love talking about SMU. And for, for folks who want to follow us and, and go on this journey with us, um, smumustangs.com. I know that's a website, and I understand that, Most people don't follow teams on websites, but at that website, you can find everything you need, how to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Facebook, Twitter, or X, I guess, Um, you know, tickets, et cetera, et cetera. We've got an app too, which I I use the app more and more these days, download the SMU Mustangs app. Um, I'm going to be watching the volleyball NCAA tournament on my phone this afternoon through the app. Uh, you can listen you can follow the stats you can see schedules so i would i would point you to the app and that will also link you to the social uh that i mentioned and then i'm on x i think i'm uh, at uh, ad underscore Rick uh so anyway those are all the ways to to keep up with me and us and and uh, again we're looking forward to growing that community and pushing ahead and, and having more great memorable moments uh in the future
0: Rick, I'm going to be on the lookout for my Mustang Club uh, renewal invoice. So I, I will be on the lookout for that and uh, uh, excited and, uh, for this weekend. So really appreciate you coming on, and we will talk to you soon.
2: All right. Thank both of you. Take care.
0: Deconstructing right. Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Deconstructing Dallas, Ryan Trimble, Sean Williams. Man, Sean, love catching up with Rick. Uh, really appreciate him coming on. Uh, exciting stuff
1: on the hilltop, for sure. I'm really interested in how all the conference realignment shakes out tonight. I believe the SEC is announcing their um, football schedules for next year, and everybody's doing it different. We talked to Rick about the seven-year scheduling Um Plan for the ACC. And so I think with college football specifically, because this hadn't happened either when we talked to him, you know, now that we had four, we had, I think for the first time, really five teams that were, had a really legitimate argument for those four slots. Yeah. You know, and so. I believe that the expansion of the playoff is going to help. I think the conference realignment is going to be interesting. Um, But this is the conversation we had with him was so relevant to literally what's happening right now.
0: Yeah, it's pretty fascinating stuff. And, um, you know, it'll be fun next fall. I'm looking forward. I'm going to go renew my my season tickets. I saw the you don't say. Yes. Yes. I know everybody's surprised by this, but. Uh, I got the the pre you know register email and get ready to re-up. So uh looking forward to the boulevard next year, you know, Florida State will be coming to the hilltop, Sean. So uh hope, you know, let me go ahead and invite you now to- Yeah, I appreciate the okay. invite. Thank you for okay. putting me on the we're, list. We're gonna get you tickets for that game. Okay.
1: <laughs> um so I guess before we go, um, we do need to continue to to say that we've got our 100th episode coming up. I've been as we've been talking to people a little bit here and there, and maybe we can make this part of our um, of our episode. But people keep asking what's the, our favorite, and we've been given the same answer. I think one of the assignments we need to have is to go back, go through all the episodes, and maybe come up with you know two or three of our favorites. But I definitely want to make sure to play a little bit in our 100th episode of our favorite episode um, and our favorite guest. I think we've said this already, but I think I'm just going to tease it. I'm just going to leave it at that, that we will have that audio to share. That's great. That's great. I love it. I love it. Well, um, this has been Deconstructing Dallas. We are going to be leaving you there, but we are going to be back with that 100th episode. Know that it'll be great fun, great guests. And we're also planning an opportunity, hopefully, to all get together with you, our listeners, in 2024 Please follow us on all of our social media channels. Please uh, find us in all your podcasting and platforms. We would ask that you would share this with your family, share this with your friends. Um, please make sure that you leave us a review. Give us five stars on any of your podcasting and platforms. Um, again, shout out to Rick Hart and SMU. Go Ponies. Uh, you know, we got basketball season now, so please get out and get your tickets. Support the home team. Thanks to our um, owners here, Mary Woodleaf, Jennifer Pascal. Thanks to our entire Allen Media team. Thanks to Deborah Meek. Glad to be back. Glad that she is back with us after an absence. Shout out to Bobby Joe and his recovery. We're glad that you are doing better, my guy. And until we meet again, Sean Williams, Ryan Trimble, Deconstructing Dallas. Adios.